After years of wedded bliss, Nick couldn't take it any longer. Melissa, through no fault of her own, had grown up in a home without cable TV or a VCR. If that last sentence confused you, Google it. This had resulted in her having very little pop culture movie knowledge. In order to right this injustice, the duo will watch and discuss movie after movie until Melissa has caught up with the zeitgeist of her generation. Welcome to their journey. Hello. Hello. How are you this fine wintry evening? I am so good. I'm yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You are actually kind of glowing like the moon is this time of year. Aw, thanks. Yes. So, are you ready to watch a movie tonight? Yeah, I am. Let's do this. Do you know what we're watching? No. Were you surprised when I answered you before that I knew what we were watching? <laughs> I never know. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, maybe he chooses right before we turn on the mic. I don't know. Depends on the day. Depends yeah. on the week. But you know what we're watching. I know what we're watching tonight. And? We're watching a film called Glory. Glory. Have you ever heard of this film? Um, I think it's a war film. You, you know anything else? <laughs> no. Okay. I have no idea who's in it. Oh, okay. No idea. Wow. So raise a flag for glory. <laughs> that's all I really don't know what it's about. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm right. Is it a war movie or a horse movie or horse movie? <laughs> or a, a boxing movie? <laughs> you do it for glory. I don't know. Oh wow. Or is it about a singer named Glory? I don't Could be. It could be. So you literally, nothing. You Like, this could be from the Roaring Twenties, and you would have no idea. I do not know anything about this movie. Wow. All right. Well, so let's, let's yeah, go. To, let's, let's, let's go educate you. Okay, let's do it. All right. <laughs> Can you please hand me a handkerchief? A handkerchief. Here. Thank you. Oh, <sighs> man. That movie so moving makes like I think I told you there are like there were at one one point there was like three or four times I was like getting misty eyed. Yeah. And then I just flat out like tears like two or three other times. That movie has like so many poignant parts. Yeah, it does. <sighs> so good. Yeah. I don't even know where to start. It's it was really good. That was amazing. I was not expecting that. Based on a true story. I was definitely not expecting the war movie to be based on a true story. Yeah. Um, I was not expecting Matthew Broderick mm-hmm. to carry this movie. <laughs> yeah. You don't expect the stuff you'd seen him in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. That surprised me. Um, when I first heard his voice, I was like, that's not who I think it is. Because <laughs> you hear him narrating at first. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot I didn't expect. Wow. It was really good, though. Yeah. Yeah. I assume you liked it. It must have been really momentous for the people who saw it in the 80s, 90s, probably. This Uh, was a later movie. This was 89. 89. Not, okay. It must have been like, I don't know. What could I compare it to? Like seeing the Titanic in 97. Like Really? Because you'd never seen... Maybe I don't know if people it, it was it new. It seemed like a really momentous. Um, you mean like the fact that it was just people had never seen a Civil War movie before, like or what? <laughs> never they had never seen a Civil no. War. But I mean, I mean like Titanic was like there had been movies about boats and stuff, but 
I don't know, because this was not just a Civil War movie, but it was like a civil rights movie. Mm-hmm. And um, like we said, based on a true story. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. like a lot of things wrapped up in one. And it was this tale of hope, but the ending is so rough. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that's read I mean. your history. And that's also a spoiler, but yeah. That kind of movie. Hmm. Like when you first saw it, were you, you like know, blown away? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. Like, I'm trying to think of, I don't remember how old I was when I saw this one. I probably saw it in the 90s. I don't, I didn't see it like when it opened in 1989, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it just has such, what is the term? Gravitas? Gravitas? <laughs> like, there's just such a weight to it. Reminds me a lot, like, um, I think what you're talking about is like, I think a good comparison would be Schindler's List. I also haven't seen Schindler's List. Just <laughs> so I can't compare it to that. Oh my goodness. I know. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Can you think of something else to compare you, it to? You just made me Billy the Kid laugh a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Schindler's List is really one of the better comparisons. It's like this part in history for this movie though like it's just a very um momentous point in history uh you know yeah wait i've got an idea of why it's so good and okay. why i think it was probably gripping for those who watched it when it came out because okay. it brings you closer to this mm-hmm. part of history like it makes it um it, it gives you like this insight and a story that's like um First off, we haven't gone into what part of history this is. We were so moved, we forgot to summarize what the movie was about. Okay, well, <laughs> I just want to finish yes. the thought because it's like it brings you yeah. closer to mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. And it's a civil war that we're talking about, which can feel completely removed mm-hmm. and um, dusty, stale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, You read about it in history books and it's it's not alive and you don't feel like you're there. So, like, when a movie can, like, make you feel like you were there or, mm-hmm. like, really relate to yeah. what it might have been like, mm-hmm. that experience is kind of what I'm thinking, like, trying to describe. Yeah. Okay, we can we can summarize. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with everything you just said. But oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, it starts, it starts out letting you know that it's based on a true story and it's mm-hmm. um, on these letters that we have, I think, in the National Archives. Um, I think they were in Harvard, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so um, they're from a, a soldier in the war. From He was writing back to his mom and dad. And um, he starts out a soldier, but he grows and he advances in rank. And um, it's Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. And he plays Robert Gould Shaw. Okay, so Robert Gould Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he gets his opera. He, he has his first battle. Where he's like going into the battle, and it's the Battle of Antietam. Yeah, you remember it. Good job. And it's bloodiest day in American history. Yeah, and they really show that, and he freaks out. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of ducks and covers, and he like he just he freaks out over the the violence of it. Yeah, he was shell shocked. Like, yeah, that's that's exactly like it. he got wounded. It wasn't like a, a grievous wound. It was a rather light wound compared to a lot of other people around him. Yeah, which they showed. Um, like, yeah, twenty three thousand soldiers were killed within a twenty four hour period. Man, and uh, he was shell shocked, and he goes back home 
to Boston after that, right? Well, before he goes back home, he goes mm-hmm. to like get his wounds treated. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, he falls asleep on the field. He passes out, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And um, some men come through who are like digging graves for the soldiers. And one of those men is Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. who yep. will show up later, obviously, because it's Morgan Freeman. Of course. Um, but he, yeah, he goes to get his wound tended and he's seeing all the other men who are severely wounded. And it's really has an impact on him. Then he goes home and he, that yeah. had an impact on me too. That scene, like yeah. the, yes, that was the first time I'd seen a scene like that where it was just showing the surgical techniques of that day, which mm. was literally just, you know, sawing without yeah. anesthesia. Uh, that definitely left an impression on me. I bet it did. Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, so he then he like in this terrible juxtaposition or like the opposite spectrum, he finds himself. He has, he's at a party yeah. in Boston. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And his parents are there. Um, they're super wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Like totally aristocratic. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's still just trying to grapple with what he just went through, but he's at this party and you see him like run into his friend who is a black man who is very like, um, he's a educated. Freed, he's a freed black man. He's yeah. like second or third generation. Yeah. They yeah. grow up together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then his parents call him in to meet the governor. Yeah. The governor. Mm-hmm. Yes. The and then there was another. There was someone there in the room who was like a famous person. Frederick Douglass. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we want you to lead the first. Or is it the first? We want you to lead an all black battalion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Train them and lead them. We want you to be the one in charge. Yep. Boom. Escalates right up to the top rank. And he goes about. Of Colonel. But yeah. Colonel. Yeah, yeah. He mm-hmm. goes about enlisting them and then training them. And the training takes like a lot of the movie. Yeah, Totally. How's that for You're doing summer? great. Do you want to? Well, I mean, no, I mean, the, his family, I think, A, his family, like, was very, they were abolitionists. So they were actively, you know, trying to support the end of slavery. And I think that's obviously they had Frederick Douglass there. So they were kind of doing like a think tank type thing. And it kind of just made sense to put him in charge of it. And, you know, the thing I love about how, what Matthew Broderick did in this movie and just the character in general is like, uh, you know, I've talked about this like this before, like when you're reading Tolkien, right? You're like, the way they speak is so eloquent and mm. the ideas and the way that that people in the past like articulated themselves and thought about things. It's just so, I don't know, it's it's moving and inspiring to me. I wish I had Tolkien writing lines for me because I am <laughs> not that um, yeah. thoughtful or like able to express yeah. myself in speech really well. Yeah. So yeah, I admire that. That's why I notice it. Because I'm like, oh, that's so good. (laughs) Yeah, he like you can see just in Matthew Broderick's performance, like the weight of it. He just really portrays it well. And like the Mm -hmm. innocence, because the the character, I think, was like 23 or something like that, which, you know, in the 1860s, 23 is like 50 nowadays. But (laughs) still, uh, he you can see him like holding the weight of it. And he actually and you see the thread of it, too, throughout the whole movie is the weight he carries in doing that and wanting to get it right and, yeah. and make it so and just do right by the men under his command yeah. in that situation, especially when they obviously face racism and and uh, a lot of like just 
horrible things from even people in the north. So yeah, yeah, from their own like comrades in the mm-hmm. in the army. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Matthew Broderick. He at first I was like not sure if he wanted to do it. Or if he said yes, because you say yes to that. You don't turn yeah. that down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I got the governor there. I got to say yes. <laughs> like he just, I kept, I wasn't sure how he felt about it all. But then mm-hmm. um, there were times when like his soldiers needed things. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to be really stern with them. He wasn't cutting them any slack. He was letting this Irish. Um, yes. He's basically like the drill sergeant. Yeah, thank you. That I yeah. don't know the lingo. So the drill yeah. sergeant, he was letting him like really ride him hard mm-hmm. on like training and stuff. Um, so you, I wasn't sure like how what what he felt, what he was thinking. Mm-hmm. But then, um, the men had been asking for shoes, mm-hmm. and there was like this really crazy thing that happens with um Denzel Washington. Yes, who was amazing. Got his first Oscar for this movie. First one. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. He he burned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Denzel, he like gets in trouble and it turns out he was just going for shoes because his, his feet are like totally bloody from yep. walking in these shoes all day and they're marching all, constantly. Yep. Yep. Um, and so when he sees that, he goes to the his like commanding officer, maybe. Uh, or maybe does? they're the same rank. You talking about Denzel goes to? No, I'm talking about Matthew Broderick. Oh, he he goes to the basically the the guy who he's like a captain or something. He's a lower rank, but he's the guy who's in charge of all the supplies. Yeah, and he'd been denying him like mm-hmm. the shoes request and like just call like stringing him along. Yep. And so um, Matthew Broderick, Colonel Shaw, he just like tears apart the um, his <sighs> office and starts like throwing stuff and crashing stuff to the ground. Yep. And it's it's awesome. And that's when you're like, yes, he's really on their side. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get their shoes. It was really great. They did. That scene, too, where, I mean, he it was perceived that he went AWOL, which, you know, is you leave where you're supposed to be without permission in the Denzel. military. Denzel did. And they thought he was defecting. They thought he right? was. Yeah. And then they caught him and brought him back. Um, and. So they end up lashing him, giving him 20 lashes. And, oh, man. His back's already scarred. Yeah. From, yeah. from when he was from, a slave. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in that scene, like, when they really filmed it, like, they they didn't, they didn't obviously do a real whip, but they, like, it hurt, like, doing oh, really? the lashes. Like, it, not obviously to the degree of real, like, like a real whip would be. Like, they had a special kind of one, but... For the scene, they were actually like kind of doing it, and the the director let it go on a bit longer, you know, and that's where when that tear hit that Whoa. you see in Denzel's eye, oh man, I get chills just it's yeah. Denzel's acting in this movie was amazing. Yeah, yeah, totally. His like yeah, his delivery, his he was he was really annoying. Mm-hmm. His character was really annoying at first. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he was really good. He, I can only imagine what it would be like to be him in that situation, having lived that life, living in that time, you know, like, and he, he portrayed like that. I don't know. You could just see the storm inside of him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and it would just bubble up every once in a while. And, and he, he had a lot going on under the surface in his performance. It was really moving. 
Um, another thing that was really cool, another scene I really liked was mm-hmm. when um, the they were getting their pay, <clears throat> their first check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or their their payment for their services. Mm-hmm. And they were expecting $13 yep. a day. No, it was, I think it was a week. A week, okay. Or every two weeks, whatever it was, yeah. And um, Matthew Broderick had to stand up on the, the podium and say that because... Well, they were only going to receive ten dollars. I think it was nine, but yeah. Um, and yeah, they were so mad. And uh, Denzel Washington, he just took his slip and he tore it up, and he started like chanting. And then they mm-hmm. were like, "We're tearing it up." And then um, Matthew Broderick gets their attention, and I'm like, "What is he going to say?" Mm-hmm. And he just takes a slip of paper, and he's like, "If if you won't earn it, then I'm with you." And he rips up his too. And it's like, yeah. "Whoa, total mm-hmm. loyalty." Yeah, they like. I love. Things get better after that. The way he committed to his character in that moment, though, the way he tore it was so refined. He, the way he tears his, <laughs> I didn't his, notice that. He just, he just very like, I, I don't, it wasn't dainty. It was just very precise. It was just like a very, I don't, yeah. Versus everybody else is like shredding it and your hands are flying and they're tearing it. And he just goes, <laughs> Meanwhile, he's writing to his mom and he's narrating. So yeah. you hear the letters that he's sending back to his family. Mm-hmm. And he's trying every way he can to like get them to like see actual combat. Um, because that's the other thing. Like they weren't being used. They weren't being put into combat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's what they wanted. Yeah. 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 Like, and some of this, it's based on a true story, right? So yeah. A lot of things they took liberties with and is some parts aren't actual factual, you know, the people in it, the characters. Oh, I'm totally going to find a book about this now. Oh, I bet you are. <laughs> um, yeah. But all of the all the people, all the reenactors in the film, like uh, none of them got paid. They just did it because they like reenacting. So, yeah, yeah well, you and I have some personal experience with Civil War reenacting. Sure do. <laughs> We've done it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to a family member who was really, really, really into it. Like, yes. really into it. Mm-hmm. And the only books we ever saw him reading were Civil War books. That's true. true <laughs> we never story. saw him reading anything else. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I remember in middle school when I did a, a history presentation, I brought in like reenacting equipment. Nice. And explained it for the class. <laughs> I think I knew more about the Civil War than the teacher did. Oh my gosh. We reenacted when I was expecting. <laughs> and I had like if you do it you have to wear the clothes mm-hmm. like you have to mm-hmm. you know cook over the fire you have to um you have to wash your dishes dishes yeah or not because it's just cast iron so just wipe it out yeah. and burn it off the next mm-hmm. time exactly yeah so actually we have we when they were in the tents like you know mm-hmm. they're rainy tents I actually really related to that because I've done it <laughs> yeah totally there's nothing quite like the sound of rain on a canvas tent. Oh, that's a beautiful, that's beautiful a, sound. It's a good comforting. Sound. Yeah. Yeah. Until it starts to seep in yeah. and drip on your face. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they go through all this. They finally get to the point where they fight and they're able to fight and they do a magnificent. They do great. Yeah. And then they have their eventually have their like date with destiny where there's an impregnable, impregnable, impenetrable fortress that they have to just kind of throw themselves at. Yeah. And like 50% of the regiment just dies. And they're literally just throwing themselves in harm's way. Yeah. And it's terrible. And when 
Oh, man. When Shaw, when Matthew Broderick falls, mm-hmm. he's not the last to fall. No. Like, he's one of the first. On the well, second approach. Like, yeah, when they get up to the actual base. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. He's one of the first to, to die. and that's, He leads the charge. Like, yeah. he, like, it, before they even started that, he got off his horse and he, like, slapped his horse and, you know, like, just to shoo it away kind of a thing. Yeah. And uh, that's, like... A huge, huge, like symbolic thing for mm. a commanding officer to do that, mm. and he like actually marched with his with the soldiers, mm. um, and yeah, and then when when the when they actually got up to the point where they could start to do the breach over the fort wall, yeah, he was the first one up, yeah, and then he died, yeah, and that that was that was a that was a really hard moment, yeah, yeah, because you're just like your hope kind of dies with that, mm-hmm. like he was the 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 source of the hope and like the the change yeah he was a bringer of good change so that was really a hard moment man i know in the sand yeah do you know what i found myself wondering this is such a gruesome thought i'm so glad we live now i'm so (laughs) glad we don't live back then yeah but i found myself wondering like what would a cannonball feel like that must be if it hit you yes you mean a musket were, or a cannonball? A cannonball. They were they were firing cannons at yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, and it was exploding the ground around them. Yep. Yeah. You don't have to answer that. I just found myself thinking that, and I was like, I'm so glad I don't live back then. Well, first off, mm-hmm. if that's the metric you're using to be like, man, I'm glad I don't live back then. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons. The weapons now are way worse. Good point. <laughs> the weapons are way worse now. <laughs> okay okay but i'm just saying like we they still have giant chunks of metal that they launch at you you know that's still a thing i guess i'm just in less danger of being hit by one that's yeah. what i'm trying to say theoretically yeah <laughs> thanks well, you were I'm, i was thinking historically right there you're a woman you were not in danger of being conscripted during the civil war and getting hit by a cannonball that's like, true the, probably the danger would have been if you lived in the South when the forces were invading. Like, yeah, like, yeah. but in general, like if you were a Northern girl in Michigan, you know, or, or in New York or Boston or something, it wouldn't have been a whole bunch of danger for you. Would you rather live in colonial Boston or colonial New York? Um, what, are we talking colonial or are we talking civil war? Oh, because uh, they're different. I did say that wrong. Um, civil war. Let's stick with the time period we're in. I just kind of have always, I like Boston a lot. Yeah. I'd probably pick Boston. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might be neighbors with someone famous. I don't know. I might be. It, the descriptions of Boston are really cool. Well, first from off. From that time period. First off, my, I think it's my great, great grandfather had Ulysses S. Grant as his tenant. That's right. In Fort Detroit. So. Nice. That's I may right. have had someone famous as a neighbor if I lived back then. <laughs> what were you saying, sir? Uh, I don't know. I think I would want to live in New York, but I have not been to Boston yet. So, hmm. so I could, that could change. I'll let New, you know. New York wouldn't look a whole lot like what you think of it That's now <laughs> back then. That's true. Yeah. I'll have, have you seen gangs of New York? No. Oh, that's uh, might have to, if you're interested in what New York was like back in the 18, like eighties, I think is when it takes place. That's, that's the movie. It's hmm. the whole movie. Uh, can I see Schindler's List first? <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. I feel like I should see that movie. You probably should. Yeah. yeah that's, it's, it's a great movie. I've seen at least 87% of it. Oh. 
Well, good. That'll be a good time then. Yes. So something new for you. Too. Something new. There's there's 13% I probably haven't seen. For Is it a long movie? We're getting off topic. But... We are. I mean, if, I want to say it's over two hours, so it's not like, it's not crazy long, but it's it's longer. It's not like, yeah. Okay. Um, it's not like Avatar, The Way of Water. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the pacing was good in that though. Like <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I didn't even notice it like as much, so it was good. Um. What was the, I don't want to say best part of the movie. What was the most moving part of the movie for you? Um, I just really, really enjoyed them. There was a night in the camps before mm-hmm. they set out to march down to Georgia. I think they went or North Carolina. Uh, I think this was the one before they were in Carolina and it was before they were going to go. Their first on... combat. No, I think it was, this was the one where they were going to go into the final battle. Like, oh, okay. Because well, they knew that. The next day was going to be a crazy battle. All of all of the soldiers were gathered. There was a fire going, and they were singing this um, this like gospel mm-hmm. and clapping, gospel mm-hmm. song and clapping. And everyone kind of took a turn to sing a verse, mm-hmm. and it was like it was joyful. Like you could tell they were portraying like it was just good to sing together and clap together mm-hmm. and kind of get that out. It was beautiful. Yeah, and um, and yeah, then, I love that scene. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Morgan Freeman is like, go on, Denzel, you do it. You do yeah, it. Your turn, yeah. your turn. And he doesn't want to, and it's kind of awkward, and he makes it through. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. That's, that was my favorite scene. I loved that. That's probably like, that song is really catchy, too. Like, y- you just find yourself humming it. I, it still just echoes through my mind to this day. <laughs> For the past, I don't know, 30 years. It's just been echoing through my mind. That's a great. I, I love that scene too. Yeah. Yeah. I loved hearing um, Morgan Freeman singing. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, Do you have another favorite scene? Or was that, did I steal yours? Um, I mean, the the scene where Denzel receives his lashes, that one's just, that one just, Yeah. That's the most poignant scene in the movie to me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much. The relationships in the movie are so good. Yeah. yeah. Like just watching them unfold and how they interact. Like uh, Matthew Broderick and Carrie Hughes, like having their their relationship scene evolve and then becoming like actual men versus like the boys who are pretending and playing soldier kind of in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What, uh, was there anything about the movie, since it's, you know, fairly historically accurate, that surprised you? Oh, um, yeah, when we, there's a scene where they're in Carolina, Mm -hmm. and they're going to do their first thing where they go to this town with another black regiment. Mm -hmm. And, um, but this regiment is like totally unruly. Mm -hmm. Um, Their leader does not believe in them as men. He yeah he was yeah. a slave owner yeah. like earlier in his life yeah. and he, he still totally has that mindset mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um, about them and they like go to this town I and they they basically pillage it and then burn it to the ground mm-hmm. yeah that surprised me and you were like you said oh well there was like um a whole swath of Georgia got burned down yeah um Sherman's yeah. March yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah that was. That was like a disquieting surprise, you know? Yep. Yeah. War is not pretty. Was there something in the movie that you 
like saw and it kind of hit you a different way or because you you're seeing you're watching it now as like a adult with children i don't know did things i, I did think hit you differently? the thing that hit me differently this time was i mean i'm a couple decades older than the last time i saw it probably and it was the fact that uh just the it is so hard life is hard and that's a trite comment right but to accomplish things to have principles and enact upon them and to fight against established systems you know just anything right it, it the older you get the, the more you realize how miraculous it is when it occurs when change occurs when something good happens or or when you see uh good good like proliferate right like just the fact I was way more swept up watching it this time in the like hope and energy and excitement and empowerment that the soldiers felt like mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't know. I was so young when I saw it the first time it didn't like resonate with me and just how truly momentous that must've been for them to experience that mm-hmm. and be given that opportunity and what that must've felt like. Like, yeah, that hit my feels pretty hard this time. <laughs> They were hit. My feels got hit a lot in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Are you done crying? Do you want to have another good cry? If I keep talking about it, I might. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just, it's amazing the things that human beings have lived through throughout history. And when you, that's part of the reason I love movies is you get to, it's a, it's, we don't know, have time travel. So it's the closest thing we have to time travel, in my opinion. Um, And being able to kind of like walk in other people's shoes throughout history who had to live through these crazy times is just, it can be really moving. So that's yeah. what I felt about Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. it put that time frame in like a, in a new light for me too. Sure. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> and that's the beauty of art too. Art also does that, you know, film and art. And yeah. Mm. Um, wow. I'm getting chills again thinking about it. Stop it. <laughs> If you um, if you had to be any kind of soldier, like what kind of soldier would you have been? Well, I mean, presumably you'd have to be a man back then, but yeah. Um, this is a slight test. Do you know of the difference between any of them? No, not really. <laughs> My first thought was, oh, like a like a um, someone who is kind of far back, but like does the sharpshooting. Oh, okay, what, a sharpshooter. Uh, oh, that's, that's the term. Ooh. Now they're called snipers, there. but they were sharpshooters back then. Yeah, I don't know if my skill set is like for that, but that's what I would aspire to be. <laughs> but in reality, I I might just play the drum. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, you you would have been good at the drum. That'd been good. Or the cook. Yeah, I would have been really good at um, the bean counting, like the guy who has to keep track of all the munitions. Oh, yeah, and, that's and, totally you. know, like, you. all the supplies and make sure everything, all the logistics were working. Like, I would have been really good at that, probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Another thing that amazed me about amazed me about this movie. And it, it always amazes me when I think about that time period mm-hmm. and, and any time just back then. The post. The... The newspaper? The never, no, the, the, the post office. The never-ending... Oh. Um, mail going back and forth being delivered from wherever they are in the Mm -hmm. woods of carolina Mm -hmm. they can write a letter and it gets back to their parents in boston 
that blows my mind. I think I would have wanted also to be like a, a post office. A, a, a courier? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a mail person. <laughs> that was all part of like, that's just part of communicating through the, the lines. Like, I'm pretty sure it was the military who was doing that. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's part of the logistics of it. Well, the same thing happened, like, during the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. they were writing letters all the time, and it was getting where it needed to go. Yeah. It's crazy. It, the post is, it reminds me of The Postman, which... I've not seen You have not either. seen. <laughs> so, add another one to the list. We have The Postman, we have Gangs of New York, and... What was the Schindler's List? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm not going to do spoilers for that, but it's like it, it throughout history, being able to send the post and it connects your families. It connects communities. It just creates kind of like a create civilization hmm. exchange of ideas. So anywho. So what do you think was the message of this movie? <laughs> I don't even want to like distill it. Like it's, Mm. it's a message of hope and empowerment. Mm. And um, yeah, you like, you have to try and where you are, you have to do your best where you are. Yeah. Giving me the chills again. Stop (laughs) it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm glad we watched this. This was good for me to, to see. It's a great movie. Yeah. I think everybody should see it. It's like the only thing it, it's very it's rated R. It has very uh, realistic uh, depictions of the violence that occurs. Yeah, it does. That's hard to watch. I yeah. had to look away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's an amazing film. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I think our work here is done. I think our work here is done. I'm going to try and uh, not cry. And I'm going to just probably go sing a couple refrains uh, of the song they sing. So. Excellent. Okay. Well, Till next time. Okay. Bye. And left all my young'uns and my kinfolk in bondage. So I'm standing here this evening, Heavenly Father, to ask your blessings on all of us. Amen. So that if tomorrow is our great getting up morning, uh, if tomorrow we have to meet the judgment day, uh, Heavenly Father, we want you to let our folks know uh, that we died facing the enemy. We want them to know that we went down standing up yes, Lord. amongst those that are fighting against our oppression. We want them to know, Heavenly Father, 
that we died for freedom. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen.